perfect timing. So let's go I'm ahead. I'm a Skype bomber. I'm a Skype bombing you guys. Oh, I love <laughs> this is the perfect kind of bomb we love. That's All right, worked. guys. Perfect. So let's in- introduce on our below the belt our special guest of the evening actress extraordinaire series regular on Siren. She was a part of my favorite film franchise in Star Wars. Two different characters. She was on the Orville as one of the female Mocklins, and we're so happy to have her on Below the Belt show. Rena Owen. What's up, Rena? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank Definitely. you for being a part of the show. Just to introduce everybody, I'm Al Soto. Um, go ahead and around the room, guys. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Chachi McFly. Uh, Big Nick. <laughs> Maggie Lovett. You're all in different places. We we're are all here in LA. We're all certainly uh, we're, in different places. <laughs> well, we're all in the same area though, the Baltimore area. Yeah. Right. Oh. Well, Maggie's yeah, yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was wondering actually from your photo, well, and I shouldn't say this, but seeing you are over in the Bay Area, are you part Samoan? <laughs> Do I look part Samoan? Is- yeah, you could easily look. Could be a I can see Morrison. that. Could be a Tamar Morrison. Work it's in the shoulders, man. You get, you got, you got yeah, some right. shoulders. He's part of he's part of Dwayne Johnson's family. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it's, it's good that Rena, uh, speaking of some, someone of yourself that that's uh, very ethnically diverse and can play different roles yourself, have you found that uh, to be, I guess, uh, a blessing? Uh, well, it's be, only in this in this last uh, decade did it really kind of open up. And uh, one of the things, because I first came into LA, I was kind of launched in this independent New Zealand film called Once Were Warriors, which was about a Polynesian family, That's right. uh, the indigenous Polynesians, Maoris of New Zealand, and that got me into Star Wars and uh, AI and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, they'd say to my age, well, hey, she's fantastic, but what is she? Because it, <laughs> right. it was still, it was right. still very boxed. You know, we still had boxes back then. I mean, I've been here in my time in L.A. I watched your first Latina, J-Lo, you know, carry a, a studio film. I watched your first Asian with Lucy Liu and Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. for me, I tended to get cast in uh, horror or sci-fi because they'd go oh well you're the face of the future you're this face that kind of could pass for a lot of different things but isn't any one thing and George Lucas got onto that with Star Wars uh, Attack of the Clones where he's got five Polynesians myself Timira Morrison who plays Django Fett Mm -hmm. uh, Jayla Gaia who plays Captain Typho who's Samoan and Daniel Logan who's Daniel Logan that's right and Brody the um Oh, you know, the one that we cloned. Uh, so, and, and also a That's couple right, of the Matrix. So since uh, the thing that really blew it open for me was uh, Oscar's uh, so white. And I mm-hmm. was one of those people that did feel like, oh, come on, guys. It, it just wasn't good enough because that was the year of Straight Outta Compton. And, yes. and, mm-hmm. and I loved that film and it educated me. And the fact that it didn't even get a nomination for a song and this is a part of American musical history and it got not That's one right. nomination. You That's know, right. the outrage was, was real. And, and, uh, and ever since then, now all my strictly Caucasian friends are complaining because they don't get auditions anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
know, <laughs> there it, you it, go. Yeah, it's come full circle. We're, we're being ethnically diverse is a big plus. So, yeah. All right. Can we start a, this, this. Can we start about Star Wars, please? <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> already mentioned it. So I, I love how they brought you and Tamora Morrison aboard um, the two prequel movies, movies, starting with episode two, because you both were in Once Were Warriors, which you mentioned. Um, how did it feel like to be on set with him um, uh, well, for episode you know, two? I think what was my favor is I grew up milking cows. My grandmother had a dairy farm in the north of the North Island of New Zealand. So I'm a country bumpkin. So okay. I, didn't, I, know, I didn't kind of, you know, I wasn't a Star Wars geek or, or really, to me it was just, oh, well, this is a fun job. Yeah, I'll go and have fun. And and I just had a lot of fun. And, and, and George really liked me because I treated him ordinary. You know, I wasn't in awe of him. I just was like there and I was hanging out with his kids and having fun with his kids. And, oh, cool. And I have found in my career those people who do extraordinary things have a need to be ordinary. They love it when you just treat them like your average Joe mm-hmm. Blog because they don't get enough of that. And um, and he was a big fan of Once for Warriors. And that's how uh, and me and Tim played husband and wife. And that's he literally said, I want those two in my movies. Really? Wow. And that's amazing. That's yeah. a cool story. So no audition yeah. necessary? No, no. We I took a meeting. He was originally, I was originally meant to play Captain Typho. And oh. um, I know, which was a really cool character. Then kind of halfway through negotiations, my agent called and said, you know, George has looked at the balance of the movie and all those scenes are too woman heavy. And he, he needs to make this character a man. And he was actually right. If you look at all those scenes with Padme, you got the one token Jay Lagaya with the, with the, you know, with the, with the eye patch. He was right, right. that you, you needed a male a de- security detail in all of those scenes. And he said, but, you know, he re- I really want you in the movie. And there's this alien. Would you play this alien? So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll play an alien, whatever. <laughs> that alien, by the way, was one of my favorite coolest alien my favorite aliens in the star oh, she's wars a, she's a great character and a lot of yes. people just, a lot of people think i was just the voice but no these characters he casts real actors in all of those characters and he has you on set acting and, and walking and talking oh, cool. and, and doing everything because the computer still can create the energy or the spirit of a human being and that's why those characters feel so real because they are real people underneath the cgi wow talk about the uh, i guess the motion capture suit of ton way well the we com- didn't we didn't i just literally we just had a green screen and after we did oh. all of our scenes i did our scenes with you and mcgregor and then with tim here and 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 boba fett daniel logan and then a a, a guy, I should know the name of his department, highly skilled. They then do the whole scene with these silver balls. Oh, wow. That's how it was oh, done. Yeah. Right. Yes, I don't know what you call that. Uh, but, but one thing that did happen is, as actors do, Ewan McGregor kept looking at my eyes. And George had to kind of stop and said, you and you got to remember by the time we do a computer job on her, she's mm-hmm. going to be like six foot taller. <laughs> and right. So he had this cardboard cutout of Ron <laughs> Wee and somebody came up with this ingenious idea to cut the cardboard cutout at the neck and posted that neck and that head on a, a blue construction helmet. I see the picture here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And you can see me in behind yeah. the scenes. You can see me walking around with this helmet 
yeah. on top of my head and I forget it's there and I keep bumping into all the lighting. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> <laughs> so it was all, all green screen and, and you know, oh, very wow. detailed. He showed us all the images of what we were looking at. He right. was very specific about the feeling he wanted with the character and um yeah, she was a great character. I had a lot of fun with Ton Wee and then if he likes you and you become part of the the family, he, he brought me back for Star Wars three to play That's a new right. senator, but all those new senators got cut out because they were all Padme's new senators and they weren't intrinsic to the main storyline, which was um Anakin going to the dark side. Right. So we got cut out. We, we're there oh, for like a, a, a second on one of the landing pads, but all our scenes got cut I, out. I loved your costume for Nia Avalar, actually. It was a really cool. So it was hot. It was it was hot. That was real wool. So that was that. Oh my! Oh, wow. Not, not hot in the, in the hot hot way. Hot in the wool <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. Ton Wee was pretty hot, but that was a different oh, kind of Tom hot. Oh, Ton Wee. Listen, listen. Yeah, people she was sexy. ask me, you know, what's one of the greatest compliments you've ever? Heard? <laughs> I was at a I was, I was at a Comic Con convention in New York long uh-huh. time ago. And, the, you know, signing bubbleheads, signing my action figure and signing photographs. Cool. And, and I, you know, the, a fan came up to me and I could tell he was nervous. And he just, you know, I made him kind of feel okay and, you know, helped him to relax. And he said, listen, I, I hope you don't think I'm weird. But Ton Wee, Ton Wee is the first time I've ever wanted to have sex with an alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what I said to him? I said, that is an absolute compliment. Yeah. And she is sexy. And, <laughs> she is. You know, she and is. this is gonna, going back again why George uses actors. Like, initially, um, initially that's just a helicopter going overhead right now. Uh, initially, um, you know, it was a very androgynous kind of cutout and, and diagram of Ton Wee, but with my performance and my kind of female energy, you know, they gave her a, a, a headband and an earring. And, yeah, they did. You know, and a, and a very sexy walk. They kept all of that. And <laughs> yes. she's a fantastic character. How did you develop the voice of Ton Wee? Well, it was really what what George wanted. He just said he wanted this really. He said they're creatures of light and love. They don't. They think they're doing, working for the empire and being of service to the good guys. They don't know that they're being manipulated by the bad right. guys, the dark That's side. Right. And he said they're creatures of light and love. So he just said light and fluffy and flowing and. We did it on set, but then kind of it'll be a lifetime highlight when I come into LA. Uh, not long after doing it, and they took me over to the Skywalk Ranch, over over your neck of the woods, San Francisco, up the back there, San Francisco. You know the Skywalk Ranch. <laughs> we'll go with it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Well, I it's it. yeah, it's kind of well, it's not Bay Area, but it's it's out that way somewhere, and um, California. <laughs> They had me just pick up the rental car at the airport at San Fran and I drove up to the ranch and I had a day at the ranch and, you know, got into the voice studio with him just to kind of tidy it up. And um, and he just, you know, he's very clear about what he wanted as a director and as mm-hmm. an actor. You, you, you always kind of 
every actor, even if they say they don't, they they do. Every actor wants to please their director. The director's the daddy. The dad, director's the daddy or the mummy, and you want to please it. the daddy and you want to please the mummy. You really do. You work for the director as an actor. You want to mm. give them what they want. So I did whatever George wanted, except Love I did it. have the courage. I kept kind of stumbling on this one line. Okay. And I said to him, I said, George, do you mind if I change this one word and said, I can't remember what it was, a different word that meant the same thing, but flowed easier. And he kind of looked at me sideways and he said, <laughs> uh, oh, right, let me, let me hear it. And so I did it and he said, yeah, okay, let's go with that. Okay, good. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, my, awesome. uh, my first um, alien I wanted to have sex with was the um, three-breasted woman from Total Recall. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Wee was definitely number two. Tom Wee was I up there. That. Yes. <laughs> so could, could we that. see Tom Wee uh, in any other uh, Star Wars iteration um, live action? Because with everything on Disney Plus, there's all kinds of series. Yeah. Um, would you uh, would you be all about reprising your role as either Tom oh, or Neil? Yeah, if, if there was if the, the opportunity was there, absolutely. Yes. Um, but awesome. you know, if that wasn't reprised, if that opportunity didn't exist, uh, you know, Taika Waititi, one of my fellow countrymen, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yes. You know, yes. he's he's co-writing and going to be directing a, a new oh, Star maybe. Wars. Your phone yeah. will be on, right? Your phone will I be on. Be, yeah, I should be kind of you know giving them a nudge nudge <laughs> yeah. yeah just shoot him a quick text to be like we, we love... kind of don't do that you know we just yeah. what is what is the life what is the life <laughs> what is the lifespan of a caminonian a camino alien Cam well, yeah. see that was never that was i don't know maybe they wrote <laughs> books about it god yeah. well I don't know. Wow. I don't know, but yeah, no, I think I think a, a new character, one one where you can see me, you know, because <laughs> I never forget with episode two, my mum was so excited because she actually knew more about Star Wars than me. And 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 then when the role they changed the role and that went to Jay Lagaya right. and I became an alien I said oh no don't get too excited mum you're not even gonna see me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Tamora Morrison will be back as Boba Fett, which I love because it ties into the prequels and your yes. pivotal scene that Boba Fett, played by Daniel Logan, would grow up looking exactly like Tamora Morrison. I so know. now, so in season two of The Mandalorian. I would love for you and Tamora well, to, see, to you do guys, you together. guys have to campaign for me. You have to. Yeah, campaign. yeah definitely. <laughs> and, you know, for those people out there, and there's probably quite a lot who didn't know this backstory yeah. to, to, to me and Tamiera and Once for Warriors, we were, yeah. he was Jake and I was Beth. And it was an incredibly dysfunctional a relationship and family. We were, you know, it was domestic violence. It was hardcore a drama and so when we both ended up in the same scenes on star wars all the australian crew because we were shooting on the fox lot in sydney australia uh, you know just kept making jokes about beth and jake ending up in star wars <laughs> it was quite quite ironic that we both ended up in star wars what's your it. um what's your opinion about the um, fan reactions to the prequels i mean a lot of people enjoyed it but then you have the, kind of like the toxic fans who like wanted, I guess, the same kind of movie as the original three. Yeah, now yeah, you I, have... I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I really, I, I get that and I respect that. It's like we all want the OG, we all want the original, nothing's ever going to be as good as the or original. 
But I find it really interesting now that they've all come back around and now they're looking at the prequels as right. good movies. Right. Because they Here don't they like the latest batch. Exactly. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and the one thing I'm going to say that I've got over all of the, this latest batch is I got to work with a godfather. I worked Dude. with George Lucas. Yeah. Yes. He, he directed Twice. both episode two and episode three. Twice. And we were part of his vision and his hands. And, and that's an experience that um, is, is an, a big honor. So I well, just how, have the same was watching him passion work. For, for the recent Star Wars and, and neither did the fans. So, you know, the, the prequels are now being seen with different eyes, which is, is great. Yep, on Disney yeah. Plus. Yep. Mm-hmm. How, was it watching, how was it watching um, George Lucas work? I mean, did you, did you see any kind of like genius in person? To seeing how he directed. You know, he's, he's a really shy, ordinary guy. Mm. He uh, and that's the deal because I went back to back. I went from him on Attack of the Clones to a cameo role in, with Steven Spielberg on AI. Right. And the start yeah. difference so cool. between those two is is George is quiet. George is like really quiet, introvert, introverted. He's a nerd, and, and Spielberg's <laughs> a nerd too, but. You know, he's a lot more sociable. And yeah. He's a talker. He's a talker. George is shy and he, he doesn't really, he's not in your face and he's he, he doesn't talk a lot. He's quiet and he'll only say what he needs to say. And Easy. Yeah, and, and he, it's, he's easy to work with, but he's very, he's very specific, but he doesn't have that big, like, energy of, like, I'm the director. This is my right. set. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. He, there's not a bone in him that's even like that and um you know i think you find with a lot of these incredibly gifted visionaries um i think right from the beginning it's always bigger than them that they've always known it's not about them you know Mm. they've just he had the courage to kind of run with this crazy vision and he didn't have an easy time with the first star wars you know these huge fights with the unions and uh, after doing American Graffiti. And this, so this is why he always shot his Star Wars. He never shot anywhere in America. He always shot them in either England or Australia or in Europe. Because he said, then I'll never make another film in America ever again. And he never did. Not on American soil anyway. Wow. Wow. True, also, yeah. Rena, you are uh, have the distinction of being two different characters in two different Star Wars movies. The only other actor I can think that has that distinction is Warwick Davis. Yeah. I think you're in a, a cool club, a cool Star Wars club. Yeah. Yeah, there is only a couple of us, and there's only like five of us that have ever worked with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and I think that recently wow. got, That's true. Cool. got wow. extended to six. Only six actors have worked with both, and I'm the only female. What? Wow. That is so what? cool. That's cool. That is cool. Mind blown. It is. Mind blown. It is pretty cool. And you kind of, you know, at the time, as I say, I was kind of naive. And I, it wasn't until I kind of went to the premiere here in LA at the Chinese Man. And I oh, took man. my, um, cool. you know, my American boyfriend at the time. And at the end of the movie, I <laughs> said, oh, time. God, this is a bit of a big deal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of a big deal, definitely. Yeah, it's the biggest <laughs> film franchise in the world. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But it, okay. Still didn't me. it still didn't hit me until I went to my first convention in Dallas, Texas, and then I went, oh, my <laughs> heaven God. Oh, my Star Wars is a religion. 
that's it's true I've it is really like it thought is. for what it what it is and and what it will continue to be and i mean these people lining up for your autograph and people dressed up and and it's just extraordinary it's really extraordinary and i'm very lucky to have have been a part of the star wars universe and world and you know that means so so much to so many people and you know, I'd love the opportunity again. It would be amazing to, to, to come it. back for another Star Wars, you know, There's, in whatever capacity. There were four what series on Disney about, Plus, so yeah, yeah, you have a chance. What if they pitched um, Tan Wee coming back as a love interest to um, Jar Jar Binks? Would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, even Jar Jar Binks has become lovable. Really? <laughs> I love Jar Jar Binks. I That's love a bold him. statement. No, I love him. Are you one of... You actually love Jar Jar. Yeah, I am. I'm what they call a prequel kid. I I was six years old when Phantom Menace came out, so I grew up with the prequels. Wow. wow. Well, I got to work with him on episode three. And he was the nicest guy. Or was it episode two? No, I think it was three. Yeah, wow. he was in episode three, and yep. he was the nicest guy. I mean. No actor would ever want to be a character where the fandom hates you. I, mean, I know. And he has a new series um, for Star Wars. He's doing it's like Jedi Temple Challenges or something. That's yeah. right. So, but he's not playing Jar Jar. No, he's no. playing a Jedi. He's, he's hosting. Jedi. He's, he's okay. hosting. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a talk show that the four of us would probably do well. In. <laughs> 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 Five of us, really. Yeah. Um, but if I'd like to pivot to the Orville, if anyone else wants to throw out a Star Wars question. But uh, the Orville is another favorite of mine. Um, and you played Havina, the female Mocklin. And I think the Mocklin is just a, a really cool species of alien. Um, first of all, um, the females take a backseat to the men. Um, I, I'm guessing there was some kind of social injustice tie-in with with how the female no, of the Mockins were treated. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a fascinating world, and once again, you you're looking at a, you know, Lucas and Spielberg. Uh, McFarlane is the same. He's a visionary. The, mm. These guys are often so ahead of their their yes. time that they're doing these things that you know that have actually quite a lot of depth in terms of their messages but they're presented in a very pop culture way right and um i ended up in orville because i auditioned for the pilot and i knew i wasn't right for the the role of the doctor you just kind of know when you're right for a character i could see you playing mm-hmm. that but yeah yeah but you know they said oh my god yeah she i didn't get that role but the episode three and havina was the first female mocklin Yes. And this is a race where they didn't even know females existed because th- this race is, is, is prime. They're, they're famous for their physical strength. And their mm-hmm. planet is all about, it's like, think Dwayne Johnson. Think the rock. Yes. Think his yes. show, the Titan. Exactly. Those mm-hmm. are your Mocklins, all right? So if you're born female in that race, you, you get you get the sex change. You get turned into a male. So females no longer exist. And mm. so jump centuries later, the the Mocklin, the main Mocklin uh, on on the Orville ship, his partner is is sitting on an egg, and the baby is born a female. And so the court case is all about uh, the doctor on the Orville uh, refusing to perform the sex change and Seth's character comes to, you know, researches and finds me 
this one kind of female Mocklin hiding away as a recluse. Yes. And um, and so I got to to work with him, and and we were in the same courtroom scene. And I remember. You know, all of these guys work the same way. If you you, you get in sync with them, and and you you do good work, and, and you're easy to work with, they just keep bringing you back. Um, because we make their job easier, if if that makes sense. You, yeah, you, you know, definitely. I mean, if definitely. you know. I had this big monologue in this courtroom and you shoot this scene for eight to 10 hours because you shoot yeah. it in different directions and for other characters. And I remember at one point after eight hours of it, you know, I was kind of starting to get a bit tired and I blanked on one word, but Seth was right behind my shoulder in the scene. And he said the one word and I said, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. And I just kept oh, nice. going so that you didn't mm -hmm. have to go cut and I set up it. the whole camera again. Whereas another actor in that scene who only had a couple of lines Anytime somebody tried to help him, he just got more and more defensive. And so <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you know, and it's like it's that team sport thing. You know, when you're a team player, it's like that's how you play good sports. Wow. Right? It's the same thing in creativity. If you're writing yes. or you're creating something, you're just you're surfing this wave. And it's all for the good of the work. Yeah. And that's how long what these guys are about. Can we talk about the makeup and the prosthetics for oh, the Mocklin? Oh, yeah, that, took, that, that one wow. relatively easy compared oh. to, I, you won't remember this, but I played a, my first uh, reoccurring role was an angel, the WB show with David Boreanaz. Uh, oh, yeah. Angel. I love Angel. Yeah, well, I was Dinzer. I was the creature, the mm -hmm. goddess of all lost creatures. And I came in at the end of their season, and I was a finger to toe, full prosthetics with wings. And that was seven hours to put oh that my on. Goodness. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness. No, I wasn't, then you had to work on top of that. I, yeah, I wasn't sad when they canceled the show, because that was, a, that was <laughs> like seven hours to put that on and at least three hours to I love take it. it all off. Oh, my gosh. Havina oh, was easier man. because Havina's just the head and and the, the neck, the, the, the upper chest. So it still right. would take a couple of hours. And the thing with prosthetics, you got to go zen because you, when they start to cover your face, you can get quite claustrophobic. It's not something you want to do every day. Trust me. It's like being in a, in a wetsuit. And and it's a, and if you're shooting in summer, it's like a sauna, and it gets really oh. hot oh, wow. underneath oh, all man. of that prosthetics. It's a skill it sounds that like... you, you you wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to do a character day in day out that required heavy heavy prosthetics. It's it really is a skill. And what? and just on that story, a famous New Zealand actor who was uh, Peter Jackson's main orc, Lawrence. He, he was always the main baddie for Peter Jackson, and Peter Jackson wanted him for um, one of his big movies, and he just said, nah, nah, no more <laughs> prosthetics. Nah, can't do it. Uh, oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. It, it's, it's a job and a half when you do full-on prosthetics. What is the future of Havina? Because I know Orville will be back for another season. Yeah, well, maybe, 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 right. maybe. Knocking on wood. Oh man, I love it, and it's gonna be on. But we got this, you know, we got this. You gonna be on Hulu now? Yeah. You know, we're just starting because I'm here in West Hollywood, and we're just starting to kind of open up again this past week, and you know, it's it's a dramatic time, and I just feel for everybody. I mean, I can't say too much because I'm not American. You know, I have the privilege of being able to live and work here. Um. You know, so I, yeah, I just 
Just New Zealand has zero coronavirus cases, I was reading. Well, you would expect that because two things. I mean, it's the size, you know, we're two small islands and the mm-hmm. population is four and a half million people. Mm-hmm. You know, America is one of the biggest continents in the world and you're looking at a population of nearly 350 million people. Yeah. If anyone could shut down the COVID virus, it's places like New Zealand where you can go, okay, nobody's coming in. And they could do contact tracing because it's a small population. Oh, this person's got it. Let's go to that neighborhood. It's not right. that, you know, yes, we, right. we're less than 5 million people in New Zealand. But we also had phenomenal leadership. You know, Jacinta Ardern is pretty inspiring. She's pretty incredible. I've read amazing things about her. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That you know, and it's, 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 it's something about New Zealand. I mean, she's mm-hmm. actually our third. She's our third uh, prime minister, prime minister, as we call them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've we've had a couple of elections here. We've had woman against woman, and we actually our little island country was the first country in the world where women got to vote. You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We, we've done some. We we're quite um, progressive. We're like the small country bumpkin town but we're very progressive in a lot of ways as well because we do have a small population and there's a certain level of transparency and accountability because it's a small population you can't this is something i had to learn when i come to came to la i thought how do people get away with hustling here in la you can never get away with it in new zealand because the population's so small if you tell a lie on one side of the city, you're busted by the end of that week. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows who you're sleeping with, right? <laughs> exactly. It's called island living. You know, island living. I love it. I love it. And I know New Zealand is, is getting Avatar. Um, they're resuming production on Avatar, too. Yeah, I know. I could have been an avatar, you know. Oh, you could have? Really? Yeah, with a few times. But it's it's interesting because I had just done the pilot for Siren. and Yeah, we're going to get the Siren the pilot, for sure. Yeah, that was in 2016. And if the pilot didn't get picked up, then I was in the running for avatar and James had this character in mind. But oh, at wow. the same time, Cliff Curtis, another one who came out of Once Were Warriors, Yes. So me and Cliff Curtis and Jamira Morris and Cliff Curtis got killed off on Fear the uh, sorry what's Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. 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 So he got killed off, which meant he was free to do Avatar. My pilot got picked up, which meant I wasn't free to do Avatar. Um, James Cameron's bought a hundred acres in New Zealand. He's he's full on into the environment thing and he's a full-on vegan and uh you know he's become a citizen down there so um, hopefully i'll get an opportunity in the future they're doing five of those movies so i think yeah it's a small island (laughs) (laughs) but five five avatar movies from all around the world to that small island. He can have what any actor in the world. Yes. Like you know, people people like, including Samuel L. Jackson, gave up their SAG Union membership to work on Star Wars. What? You know, because George Lucas yeah. didn't work yeah. with unions. So, so SAG actors had to forego their union. Yeah, I didn't go. know that. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that either. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, look, check up that story. George Oh, Michael, yeah. yeah. You know what? I would... I would give up my sack card to be honest. Didn't, didn't that all happen because he didn't want to put the credits 
at the beginning of the film. He wanted to do the cold open and it was like the first one and like all the unions like blackballed him. It was like a whole wow. thing. Well, I knew, yeah, I didn't know the specifics of it. I just knew that he had a big falling out. Oh. He said, I'll never make another movie in America. And oh, he yeah. never did. He never did after that. But wow. uh, yeah, hopefully he'd come out of retirement. I, I thought he retired too early, you know. It would have been great if he he, he helped to finance and produce a few mm-hmm. important movies. The Red Wing one about um, oh, I should know the name of that. I don't. I've seen too many movies, but oh, um, Tuskegee yeah. Airmen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know what he's doing now, but well, yeah. we got to talk about Siren. Season three finale just well, aired last is, week. This is, yeah, yeah. And uh, wow, I, I um now you you've brought a you have a new Siren fan because I was blown away by the, the effects, especially the underwater scenes in that finale. The visual effects are beautiful. Yeah. Um, they're they're comparable to Aquaman, you know. They they really are. They yeah. really are on a mu- on a much smaller budget and and right. the crew we the crew we have are, are just phenomenal. I mean. First, you know, I my character did did an underwater scene, and but that was kind of like dog paddling compared mm-hmm. to what our our actors who are playing mer- mermaids. mermaids and mermen yeah. what they those yeah. guys have to do. But you have to go, you have to do the whole uh, deep diving training. That you cannot go into the tank until you've gone through all the safety. You have to breath hold. You have to learn how to uh, use the the breathing equipment. Um, uh, these, like our leads, they, they literally can breath hold for five minutes. They're extraordinary. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, so that, that was a requirement. Of all of this. Yeah. Uh, as an yeah. actor, you and have to when, be a good when swimmer. And when they cast those characters, they, they tell them straight up, you know, there's a lot of under, there's a lot of tank water involved. Are you comfortable in water? Because uh, if you're not, you don't get cast because there's no, you can't get a, around it. They do everything. And, and then... The visual effects add all the tales and the and the details of their their flesh and and like you the the finale um, it just they do an amazing job. One of the things though that doesn't go in our favor as a show because of the visual effects is we're not a fast turnaround show. It takes a long yeah. time to do shows like this. You know you, you write them, you have to you have to cast them. You, do, you have to do your tank rehearsals. Uh, you shoot eight eight days per episode, and Canada has a public holiday every month. So one mm-hmm. week you're only getting four days uh, a week. And, and then the post-production, by the time they edit it, they do mm-hmm. the sound, the additional dialogue, the soundtracks are always fantastic, and the visual effects. It takes a long time, and it costs a lot of money. So we, we mm-hmm. become an, exp- an expensive, slow turnaround show. Yes. But the results did you have, have did you phenomenal. have any locations up there that like were your favorite locations? I'm pretty familiar um, with uh, Vancouver. I'm actually oh, I know Stephen Jackson from the production oh, of Siren and uh, one of the costumes. Yes, he he's great. We, we, we absolutely we're so lucky to have Steve. We've had him he's amazing. every season. Yeah, he's our godfather. Yeah. He's one of the oldest cinema experienced cinematographers in Vancouver. Vancouver, you know, is the perfect location for Siren because it's it's set in the Pan Pacific. It's set yep. up like above and Seattle. It's so it's, it's a small coastal community. Whitecliff yes. is beautiful. Um, freezing, freezing, freezing cold. Um, we shot our two studios. We, we have a lot of our set 
Netflix studios on the Vancouver Film Studio lot and then in Port Moody. But everywhere you go in Vancouver is a postcard image. That's why it is. 60... Good. You can tell. Can you hear all of that? I hear yeah. the sirens. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, a couple of blocks up the right from me is the sheriff's station, West Hollywood, and then a few blocks down the other way is uh, Cedar Sinai. Right Cedar by Sinai, the yeah. yeah. So you you hear these sounds quite often. Well, not as much as I have this past this week. week, right? Oh, this week for the past yeah. nine days, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, it's kind of gone on, and uh, it's I think it's gone on a lot longer than anyone really anticipated but absolutely this but, too uh, shall pass um anyway vancouver is beautiful um it just the 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 everywhere you look the sunset it, it is incredibly cold though because mm -hmm. you know oh, la's yeah. ruined me i had two back-to-back -back <laughs> winters which nearly killed me yeah. i hadn't had a winter in years and vancouver i mean we're working in snow oh, and that yeah. chill um, but it's off the beautiful. water, especially yeah. in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And there's 60 productions, American productions shoot mm -hmm. up there because you're in the, t the same time zone. Uh, you know, the clock doesn't go forward or back and it's, it's, like, a domestic, it's like a domestic flight. So it's right. across the border, but it's really like less than a three hour flight. Mm -hmm. So people can do it in a day. They can go up, work half a day on set and fly back to L.A. Wow. Um, so we don't know. We don't know. I think this is why there's a delay in whether the show is going to be renewed or not, because. Um, yes, I was going to ask about season they, four. No, they still haven't announced because they literally, okay. literally got to sit down and work out the logistics of all of this, because all of these shows are getting pushed to 2021. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how much yeah. studio space are you going to have? How many crew have you got? How many writers have you got to put all, push all of yeah. these shows into 2021? Right. It's going to be rough. It's, yeah, yeah it's cost quite I mean, a they have renewed. They have renewed their shows that are easy to shoot and that you can put on one set and that aren't expensive shows because they've right. got a fast turnaround. But right. our show, and they've also got Freeform, also has Motherland now, which is a fantastic show and yes. also has a lot of visual effects. I liked mm -hmm. it. I watched it because I was on lockdown, so I got. That's the the thing. The biggest advantage is I was able to spend three months following Siren and doing social media and watching Motherland and, you know. And watching Siren is something I'll be doing, Marina. I, I thought it was fantastic. I watched the pilot, then I watched the uh, the last two episodes of season three, and the, all the actors are incredible. And you're the lead, uh, uh, Aline Powell? Oh, yeah. She's, she is fantastic. And, uh, wow, she's, I mean, she, yeah. talk about the perfect perfect it's um, such a different show it's so different yeah, yeah. she looks you know she she i always thought this when i read the pilot and and i always thought if she doesn't work the show will never work if we do not believe that she's a mermaid nobody will ever buy into the show and it, it reminded me a lot of grim which is a show i used to watch i like grim mm. um you know, and but she was so extraordinary. She looked her look, her eyes, know, her big, her big cheeks, her yes, eyes, her eyes look classically trained. I mean, yes. from a very, very good family in Belgium and, and classically trained in London and ballet and acting. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she did a, a, a role there in Game of Thrones. Uh, I should be able to tell you the episodes, but I can't. 
Um, oh, but yeah. she was, you know, this this came along and this finally, what, how she looked, it was like, was perfect. She looks like a mermaid. Absolutely. She absolutely she looks like a mermaid. And, and her <clears throat> underwater skills, seriously, holding her breath for five minutes and doing battle underwater, she's just a, a trooper. And and these kids, well, she's not a kid, she just turned 30. Um, you know, they're, they're really hard. The leads, that's the price you pay for being the lead. I'm kind of lucky. I'm the old girl. I bowl up do two, three days a week, and I go to have four days off. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Must be the life. <laughs> you know, I get, you know, I get yeah. to have a life. I get to have a beautiful seawall. You know, the seawall no. in Vancouver I, and, I, and I, Stanley Park. And go oh, I love Stanley Park. But the price of being the lead is those kids yeah. are on every day, 12, 14-hour days, every day. They yeah. they work very, very hard. And um, I noticed it with the uh, the bad mermaids, too, the, the the antagonists. They had those that same sinister look in their eyes that 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 Aline captured as well, and I just thought that the, it was just perfect casting for. for well, those they've kind also of got con, you know, they've got contacts. You've got silver. Ah, yes, contact. Blue-eyed mermaids, and then you've got okay. uh, purple-eyed, purple-eyed mermaids. So that that helps to accentuate the yes. the weirdness of the eyes. Oh, cool! That, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, and the and the latest cool. tribe were from uh, Antarctic, and they're silver-eyed. Ah. Hmm. So your character of Helen is a human mermaid hybrid. You have a She's a hybrid. Yeah, but 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 your mermaid powers are few and far between, I guess. So Yeah, yeah. I've got a few, you know, I've got this extra physical strength. Um and I've also got good breath hold. I really don't have great breath hold, but Helen does. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love you it. know, if if we if we renew if we go to season four on the go, okay, ready, you're gonna be doing more tank work. Then, right. You know, you gotta be ready for that. You gotta be ready for that. Work I love on it. the breath hole. But all I had to do was really a little paddle compared to what, what the mermaids or mer people have to do. So yeah, I'm a hybrid and I kind of descend from the the short story of this town is it's the town that's famous for its fantasy of mermaids and this folklore story about Charles Pownall, the founder of Bristol Cove fell in love with a mermaid and they had this baby who became a hybrid and I came from that line. The, but his his family, his human family, just always thought that story was that he'd had an affair with a prostitute and that a child came from that prostitute and that I'm an offspring granddaughter of that prostitute but no it's actually that family comes to realize and learn throughout the three seasons that yeah no your great great grandfather had a had a had a child with a mermaid a real she, mermaid so. she wasn't a, she wasn't a hoe she wasn't a hoe <laughs> <laughs> well rena while wow, you've intrigued my interest with um siren uh i will be watching um this is an incredible show you can catch it all three seasons on demand on uh, on Xfinity and your cable network and the Freeform on demand. So um, a and great show. Yeah. Oh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting and me know it's on Hulu. Hulu's the main. Like it, it kind of airs on on Freeform. Then a day later, it's available on Hulu. And I love Hulu, it. Hulu has a lot of the way. Basically, it's going now is Disney Plus is keeping it to family content and. Right. The darker, mm. more adult stuff's all going to Hulu. So, we're, we're, you know, we're all in the rat factory. 
Ooh, I love oh, it. Water, the mouse factory. The mouse the factory. Mouse factory yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You are. Well, Rena, this is a tremendous interview. Thank you so much oh, for so being a part of Below the Belt show. And before I let you go, if you could, let us know who you are, a little promo. Uh, maybe throw out uh, your character from Siren and Star Wars, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt show. And maybe you can do like a catchphrase or, or whatever you want at the end. Okay, okay, sure. Hey, nice to meet all of you guys. Eh? Nice to meet it's you great too. to meet yeah. you all. Thank stay you so safe. much. Stay, oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Stay safe, stay well, and, and, and make sure I come back again another time when I can love that. Talk, yeah. talk about these non-disclosure agreements. Yes. <laughs> and, and, maybe, and, maybe see, and we could see you next time, perhaps? That would be fun. Yeah, I, I was happy. I was happy, too. I told him. I told him. But I told him that my Zoom camera is better than Skype camera. I find that the Skype breaks up. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. I was happy oh, to I come thought on was camera for you Oh, can you, are you able to come on for a snapshot? Oh, not right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, if you could, yes, but if you could let us know who you are yes, and because I, texted, I texted my publicist today and said, tell them if they if they if they can do a Zoom invite, I can do camera, because the times I try to do Skype camera, maybe it's just my laptop and it breaks up a lot. Zoom never breaks up. Hmm. Hmm. Something we're uh, something we're still working on, but nonetheless, Damn. Rita, no worries, no worries. We're just Damn. thinking. Damn. Microsoft yeah. is paying us. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Um, but uh, my, actually, I think think. See, you guys haven't broken up at all because I'm I'm using my phone. When I use Skype on my laptop, that's uh, when it breaks up. The camera uh, breaks up. Well, that's good to know because we it, it, we might not be able to get, no, get you have video. No, you guys have not gone fuzzy or fuzzy at all. Not <laughs> a, not at all. So no, but, no. Awesome. So you just give me a countdown and then I go below yes. the belt. I was about to yeah, below the belt, below the belt, and go. Welcome, Master Jedi. My name's Rena Owen. I'm best known for my role as Ton Wee in George Lucas's episode two, Attack of the Clones. Beth Hecker in New Zealand's film Once Were Warriors. And you can currently see me as Helen Hawkins in Siren, which is on Hulu. I'm also in another show that's also on Hulu called The Awful. And soon to come on to Hulu is an Australian miniseries called The Gloaming. And I'm very happy and very honoured to have been here on Below the Belt. Check it out. One wonder. That was awesome. Round of applause. Round of applause. Rena, thank you so much for being on the oh, show. So, listen, make sure you tell Craig, because I said to him today, he said, he, he just said, I said, tell him to send me a Zoom link and we can, I can go on camera. I was going to okay. put some makeup on for you guys. Okay. Maybe, it was because, maybe because it was, you know, we, we actually ended up with the protesting start, starting in West Hollywood today. Yeah, and maybe right. that's because he sounded quite flustered. And he said, no, look, just let's keep it to what it is. So I said, oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. fair enough. Oh, so that, uh, that, it was then, still a great interview. Nonetheless, a phenomenal. Thank you so much. For next, time, next time. Next time. Next time. Great to meet you guys. Absolutely. Thank Take you so care. much. Thank you, Thank you so much. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.